<laughs> Recording in progress. Did you accept it? You're frozen. You there? You yeah, right? I did. We're all good. We're going. Yeah, we're going and going and going. We're going good. Well, welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, first of all, I, I have a, one of my favorite people on the planet is finally a guest. Uh, we've gone through 45 uh, schedulings of this podcast to get him on. He is just in such demand. Please introduce yourself. Everybody listening. <laughs> Roger, thank you so much for having me. And, um, you know, I am a, uh, I'm a human being. Uh, I'm not a bear. Yeah. Uh, I wish I was a comic in a different life. Uh, maybe give me like 30 years from now. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, give me like 30 years. I did, I did, I did stand up comedy once and right. it was so uh, hilarious. Um, not my actual routine, but just me going through it is hilarious. I was the only person laughing. <laughs> so the first thing I want to clear up with, with Mark, and don't forget, uh, visit do not listen to this podcast.com. Uh, your half your donations go to feed stray cats and dogs. This year we've done about five thousand, six thousand. Uh, in all honesty, I, I'm wow. still, I'm going to feed them even if you guys don't donate. But uh, the donations just get more. Donate. Donated. Let's <laughs> donate. Come on. Um, so the I, the first question I think that we all have to 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 get cleared cleared up is what's the proper pronunciation of your last name? Because I guarantee you, just from the spelling, I guarantee you, people have butchered it. So, what is the proper? It's Mark. You know what's funny about it is that I remember growing up in school, and I uh, I grew up mostly in this small town where nobody physically looked like me. And I remember whenever the teacher would go down the list, they would be like, "Hey, Josh is here. That is here." And then all of a sudden they look me, look at me, they like look up at me, they'd see like my skin color, and they'd be like, uh Marik, um tree. And they would just like completely butcher it and they butcher. would think it's like some yeah. Middle Eastern. It's literally just Mark Metri. Mark Metri. So everybody, let's clear that up. It's Mark Metri, it's not Mark Mitri. It's in case Mark, you were wondering. It's not Mark Metre, it's not Mark Mitri, it's Mark Metri. There you go. See, that's it. Reason- I like me try. Me try is a good one. You can go with that. <laughs> yeah, I like actually, that. <laughs> you can actually make t-shirts on that one and, and, and monetize those for sure. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write that down okay, right now. Go. That's easy. That should be up. I'll give you 10% start. royalty. No, you don't need to give me 10%. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to, one of the things I like about Mark is Mark is young and successful. And I too believe it or not, was once young and successful. I'm now old and successful, but I was young and successful. And I was amazed at how lonely and isolating and unrewarding that was. (laughs) Because your friends who are complete losers and aren't going to make it till their 30s or 40s totally abandon you. And older people... (laughs) Older people get scared shitless because you're smarter than them. And it's, it's, it really is a young and successful is lonely. So I wanted to first address that, see what your experience has been. And and, and if you, if you're having a similar experience or if you're just living the Vita Loca on your side with the young and successful. Dude, I'm so glad you're answering this or asked me this question. Um, 
I've been wanting to talk about this for so long and I talk about it sometimes with my friends, but, um, so personally for me, you know, I'm 24 now and, um, I was even successful before what uh, yeah, I do you now. Were, you were like, you were like me. You were success. I look, I won the Ohio film festival when I was 16. I was, uh, I wow. got paid to write when I was 12. You know, I was, I was that kid. Damn. I was that kid that everybody hated. And, um, you know, I was an honor roll student and a little bit of a drug dealer, mm. but let's, that's a different, <laughs> I had a double life. Let's say before I got sober, it was, you know, <laughs> you know, it's kind of confusing anyway. So, yeah. So what, so what did, did you think that it was going to be different? So it's interesting because, um, you know, my first success probably around like 16, before then, I was just a complete loser. I was not on the honor roll. I got terrible grades. Hold I barely on. had any but, friends. But you were a high achieving loser. Sort of. You were kind doing of the best losing that anybody could do. So so yeah. So all of a sudden, when I stepped into uh, yeah, I mean a significant amount of money and social status, uh-huh. it, it was exactly what you said. It was very. It was even more lonely, even though I was already a loner. Right. Uh, it was even more isolating. And it's sort of uh, it just kind of gives you a sense of hopelessness because you're like, oh, wait, I thought that when I make the money, then my life improves and I feel better about myself. Or and then or, that doesn't or, happen. Or when you make the money, some people would just shut the fuck up. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> you would have achieved some success, but they just keep on yapping like uh, most people. I think the hardest thing to understand is, and you don't realize it because you're not, you're not trying to do it, but when you become successful and you're young, you become a giant target. And what do you mean by that? Tell me. People will attack you. Yeah. Come at you because, because they want to knock you down to build themselves up because, because what you've done in the accomplishment is made them feel bad because they haven't done it right and they then they well okay well it's a fluke it's not a fluke there's plenty of young and successful people you know um and i think young and successful people have to just understand that it's it's going to be shitty for a while and and then you won't care yeah yeah well it's interesting so i mean for me when i was successful when i was 16 um, I really struggled with that. And, um, and like, you know, just for an example, like, uh, you know, like one of the top, like mental health doctors and psychiatrists, for example, um, he's like, for example, he's like Justin Bieber's doctor. Right. And he basically, I talked to him and he basically told me that, yeah, if you, if you experience success or fame at an early age, even in your brain, it basically like destroys your brain. It sets you up for chemical dependency, Absolutely. your neurotransmitters. Yeah get fried yeah. and it's uh it's definitely a huge problem you know and, and so you have that and then you have what you just said in terms of the you know the negative social criticism from people right. that you already knew who think you're not different so yeah i mean i faced all of that it's definitely been very very challenging but at the end of the day i, I you know i would still rather take it <laughs> you, yeah no you should that's right did you go down the horrible path of bieber uh, and get tattoos or did you uh, not get tattoos no, I wish I, I, I'm honestly, I want to get a tattoo. I think I'm a little afraid though. 
I have decided I will not get a tattoo until I'm in my 90s. I want to know where the skin mm. ends up. I want to know where the skin ends up. I don't. Want, <laughs> I don't want what was a bird to look like bird poop. Is my main thing. <laughs> um, oh my god! So you're so you you. Why don't you just explain a little bit about what how, how you're making a living uh, separate from speaking, which is how you were doing it, but then COVID Before. hit. Yeah. <laughs> tell just tell people what you've been doing so we can get a feel for what the success is about sure so um when i was younger um i launched so many youtube channels websites so many different things and then you know recently i ended up starting uh like a marketing agency a podcast agency and you had um, really, but now I don't do those things. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a, and this is really important for people to understand, you had a really successful podcast, and I was wondering when you were going to walk away from it. I never said this to you. <laughs> I, was, I go, he, he's going to, I guarantee you when he walks away from this, he's going to be like, oh my God, I am so happy I walked away from this. <laughs> so You know what it is, man. It's, you, you know what it is? Podcast? It's just like. Yeah. You know what it is? It's just like, I started my podcast in 2017 based on the person who I was at that time. Of course. And, uh, and I'm very grateful that I did it, you know, it definitely created me into who I am. But at the same time, there's also like, when you do something for so long, then there's also a part of you, which is like, wait, why am I even doing this? Like, I actually don't need to do this as much as I did before. And then it takes on a life of its own, you know, and then things that get bigger and it becomes a life of its own, then other people come into it. And then now you have all these other people trying to tell you to do this and that. Um, so, I mean, I, I still do a podcast, but now I just, I do it in my own way. And I, it's, it about, it's not just about, you do it about mental health now, right? Yeah. I do it on social anxiety, anxiety. And it's literally just like a, it's like a nerd project for me. And it's also like a side income. And, and then I occasionally interview people very rarely though. I was going to say probably better uh, because you did do how many interviews did you do? I think I did 350 total. Yeah. And, and they were all, they were all high quality people. They weren't, you know, you didn't interview me. I wasn't on the show. You you didn't have to go down to the bottom of the barrel. You you didn't have to go as low as me, but you you had real people on there and you had billionaires, which we still like, why they how you suckered them into doing it but <laughs> it's like you're so about, funny man it's like you're a billionaire don't you have something better to do than this than the podcast with right i mean right that would be really, surprised man right yeah You'd you're be like surprised yeah and, and then you begin to wonder are they really a billionaire or are they just a lonely <laughs> guy and they want to be on the podcast that's really what you said no but so what was your favorite episode of all that because that's a lot which one? Which yeah. Three fifty um, a lot. Yeah. Maybe not the top one, maybe the top couple. What was your favorite memories of that? And that was, it was hugely successful. So let's be fair, you know. Let's... Yeah. I mean, honestly, the last, the last one that I remember that I think was good, it was, um, the last I was in New York. City. I was in New York city. Wait, what'd you say? The last one that was good. I love that. <laughs> even he, even he's doing, he's doing the podcast. He's like, well, that's so good. <laughs> So which was the last one that was good? Yeah. Um, it was like a week before everything shut down. Okay. Uh, in 2020 in March. Right. And I was in New York City. 
and I was interviewing Jay Shetty in person. And um, so he is real. He does exist. Yeah, he's not. not He is real. Okay, he's not a robot. Okay, so I was wondering. No, he's a real person, man. He's he's a he's a good person. I wasn't sure. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and it was just like this really interesting time where like. Right. We all sort of like knew COVID was kind of coming. Sure. And I remember that day I had like a stomach ache. So I was like, oh my God, do I have COVID? Like nobody right. really knew what it was and right. nothing was shut down, no masks, no nothing like that. And I just like remember um, it was like this very just like reminiscent moment where uh, I remember just like being in my college dorm room in like 2016 and like learning from this guy, Jay Shetty on Facebook. Right. And then just like being four years later, being like, wow, I get to sit down. Oh, with then this he's guy. On, he, oh, that's great. And then he's on the show. Yeah. And it was like a full, just like full circle moment. And I think that was probably one of the last interviews that I actually well, that's probably, enjoyed. That, that, I was going to say, that's probably a great way to end it. Right. Cause you're, it's like you're, you've, when the person that you looked up to is across from you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have that story with my with my comedy mentor Jack Burns, who passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. Jack, uh, people might not know, but it was his Burns and Schreiber, Burns and Carlin, and he mm. was the head writer for the Muppets. He created the old guys. Oh wow! Anyway, he he was when I when I was a little kid, I used to imitate him. Um, <laughs> and uh, years later, I was sitting in a place and I I met him, and we became best. I mean, we became really good friends. Wow! And so yeah, you, it's like. Um, those moments kind of, you kind of feel like, okay, I've, I've arrived at a destination. I don't know what the destination is, but I've arrived somewhere that I was supposed to be. So that's a great, that's a great moment. So on, on the mental health stuff, on the mental health stuff, are you for mental health or against it? Which way are we going? (laughs) Because sometimes I'm against it. Sometimes I just want to make fun of people that are stupid. (laughs) And I want to take that as far. No, I'm kidding. So what? What think you could do both? How, oh, I do it all the time. How? It, how did you get into the mental health thing? It, what? What? What got that going? Yeah, by by basically almost killing myself and being depressed what, and being what? obese. Come on, now I have lots of <laughs> now. I will say this: this is true. It's sad. I went to 27 funerals before the age of 20, uh, before the age of 18, and oh only two of those were for people that were over the age of 18. And most of those were suicides. Um, and Jesus I didn't know that was a weird thing until I got <laughs> sober. <laughs> I thought that was normal. I thought everybody had gone through that. Um, but I never, and I never understood it. And then once I was researching a thing for a film I was writing, and it talked about that, um, that the only thing that really treats suicide is hope. Hmm that you know it's it's you know that it's despair and desperation and you know and and that really kind of i mean because i was never i was never suicidal when i was in my addiction before i got sober i was never suicidal Mm. i was homicidal i wanted you out of my face (laughs) you know what i mean not not, i i had hope for me i was fine i just needed you away from me at the bar just murdering people i wasn't gonna actually kill them but you know like, i did it a couple of times <laughs> yeah i mean don't put me on a serial killer jury okay oh my god you know i you know i i, I had hope so i never had that kind of you know i never had that 
self-inflict pain kind of thing. So uh, talk about that. Cause I don't, I, I think that the more people talk about it and hear about it, uh, probably the easier it is for them to understand they're not alone. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, man. So I was one of those kids who, uh, didn't do drugs. I barely drank alcohol. I feel, I, I feel sad for you. <laughs> Wait, good. Okay, this. Uh, let me get through the sadness first. Okay, you were one of those poor straight edge kids. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but then eventually I fell off the straight edge and I jumped right in the cliff. Gotta take the edge off. <laughs> well, I feel like you definitely have to have that phase at least because it definitely teaches you a lot. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was one of these kids and I, I just like, I didn't even know what mental health was. Right. I, I was, I never thought that I would be one of those people who would be depressed or suicidal or anything. Right. But then, um, you know, next thing I knew, I think the best way to describe it is like my brain broke and all of a sudden I just became like a different person, person and I couldn't even be myself. Well, that makes um, I think that makes, I think that's probably what happens to everybody. I think that, and then, and then the, the pain of that has got to be overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and I think a lot of the times, and, and again, everyone has a different experience, so I can't speak on everyone, right. but I think a lot of the times people who have never been in that position or they're looking on it from the outside, right. um, they think that, oh, if you're suicidal, it means you're, you know, like you're, you're contemplating your suicide and, and like you sort of don't want to live. And a lot of the times it can look like that, but a lot of the times it doesn't look like that. A lot of the times it's sort of, it has to do with like your biochemical state in your brain right. where basically like the way that I think about it is it's like a disease in your brain. So like the same way that if your heart has a disease and right. you get a heart attack and you die, I think of suicide as almost the same thing, but for your brain where your brain is saying like, Hey, we need to shut this whole system down. Right. And, 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 and sort of the next step, the next most logical step on how to go through with that is to eliminate your own life. So in the moment when you're going through it, it seems very logical. It seems like, like it doesn't seem like a bad idea. And, and right. you don't really think about it in terms of, oh, I'm going to commit to it. Like, no, you don't really think about it in that way. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very depressing. And yeah, I totally agree. I definitely think it has to do with having no hope. And, um, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned about that is that when I was suicidal, now that I look at it, and this, you know, this may be like a controversial viewpoint, but when I was suicidal, what I realized is that I didn't actually want to kill myself, right. but what was happening was my mind was trying to figure out how do I kill like this version of myself? That's not really me. Yeah. And how do I actually step into that new version, which is who I actually am. Yeah. And so a lot of people, they have never been taught how to do that. Right. And so the next sort of logical progression is, oh, I'm just going to end my life because, right. you know, this is going to be the same thing every day and there's no hope. Well, you nailed something on the head. The, the, I remember the first, there was one time when I actually did get a suicidal thought and you brought mm -hmm. back this memory when you were talking and it was, um, it was, it was weird. It scared the shit out of me because it was just not anything that would normally enter my mind. And I called my therapist at that moment. Mm. And he said, uh, walk me through it. What is, you know, what, and I told him and he said, he goes, no, that's not a suicidal thought. He said, you're actually wanting to kill the part of your psyche back to what you're talking about. You're wanting to kill the part of your psyche that's created this pain. Right. Boom. So, so that was very powerful. And, and then, and then, you know, then it's like, Oh, 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? It's like, you, you know that you've created the pain, either intentionally or unintentionally, and you don't want to do that shit again, you know? And that, and that was, yeah. uh, that was it. Well, I'm glad you didn't kill yourself because I would be down one podcast get podcast guest. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding people. I'm not kidding. So, okay, so uh, well, so uh, yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're suicidal, don't kill yourself. Uh, no, go go get some chocolate. It'll be fine. <laughs> Unless you're allergic, and then go, oh, get, go get something else. Go eat a donut. Whatever that'll you live for another day don't eat don't eat a donut <laughs> yeah because we particularly want well or make sure you donate and then no no i'm kidding mm. no make sure <laughs> make sure you take care of yourself so what so where do you think your journey is going to go i mean you're still young how how old are you now 24 yeah you're a baby so yeah where do you think where do you think uh mark mitri uh is going to be <laughs> 10 years oh. 20 years from now or where you know you- honestly man i hope i'm still alive i hope oh, i hope i'm still living my I life purposefully that's baseline that well okay yeah really. <laughs> yes we want you to still be alive so let's say you're lived what do you what do you think is gonna work do you or is it just an unknown uh thing you know what i would say is that um i the more that i become myself and the more freer that i become and the more boundaries and limitations that I remove from myself, I just realized that I can really do anything I want to. And, uh, and sort of this strict definition of how I think of myself, that's not true at all. Like I, I wasn't a writer two years ago, but now I am, I, you know, wasn't this, but now I am. So I have no idea, man, for all I know, like, I, I think I could get into the music industry. I think I could get into the fashion industry. I think there's literally thousands of different things that I can do. Um, I definitely have a list, but I think everything I do is definitely going to just be centered around, uh, I don't even want to call it mental health, but just the general, that sort of general concept, because there's so many people who are young and, and have fallen into success and they, and it's not what they think. And they, they experience these mental health problems or, or they go through this and that. And I just think like, that's one of the most important things to talk about because, um, we're just not taught that, you know, we're taught like, Hey, if you want to feel good about yourself, go make some money or go do that. And I think those things are important, but at the end of the day, you know, your own capacity to care for your brain, your mind, yourself, because you're stuck with yourself. I think that's one of the most important things that, um, you know, is either very much not talked about or misrepresented in our society today. And so anything I do, I'm going to try to center it in there. And in all fairness, I do think it's tougher for young, I, th- I think it's tougher for uh, younger generations than than mine. I think it, for I think I think the world is tougher for people in their teens, twenties, and thirties than it was for me when I was in my teens, twenties, and thirties. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, why do you say that? Well, I mean, look, we had a telephone on the wall. You had. <laughs> You had to, you didn't break up like by changing your 
relationship status, right? You you actually had to. <laughs> there was a lot of. Who do you, who do you know who has done that? <laughs> I know plenty of people that have broken up. Oh my god, I've never heard of that. <laughs> by by changing their status or by text, right? You know, it's like you know oh the, the text. Oh, the text breakup is hysterical. So, but you know, we had we had less uh, we had less distractions, right? And, and and let's be fair, everything costs less. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, the amount of money that people have to spend on rent is insane. <laughs> I live in Boston, man. It's crazy yeah. here. <laughs> so it's literally crazy. It's just it's more there's more pressure than there was, you know, even then. And and then also too, there's more um there's more things pulling at you, you know? Oh yeah. You know, the hardest, I think the hardest thing is you, uh, the earliest that you can get to understanding that like, it's really important to have maybe four or five really close friends that know you hmm. and that know you. I mean, they know all of you. They know the good parts, they know the bad parts and that you're tight with those four or five people and you don't make any major decisions without really running it by those four or five people so that you're not alone if you know you're not alone if it doesn't work out and you're not uh, you can't be high as a kite if it does <laughs> yeah. um i think once you get that then it becomes easier to navigate some of this mental health stuff right because you realize oh, oh that's I'm huge not, i'm not alone right um and that's really i think i think that's harder to do in a social media dominated kind of world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely very difficult. I definitely think it's really important to have at least, at least one good friend um, like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's a very difficult. I mean, I, again, I'm not your age, so I, I can imagine maybe there's some yeah. things Look, that I were am, harder for you I guys, am, maybe harder am, for us. I'm 869 years old. I'm a vampire. I've been around <laughs> a long time. I'm not going to die. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Um, but, but I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm an old enough vampire. I can, I can function in the daylight. Um, yeah, <laughs> age, age, it's really funny. People say age doesn't matter, but it does. Yeah. Because in some aspects, when you're young, you want people to take you seriously, but nobody can take you seriously because you're young. And then when you get older, you get mad at the people that want to be taken seriously because you weren't taken seriously. <laughs> And you go hmm. this weird, you go through this weird kind of cycle of changes in each decade, right? Um, but eventually, you, as you get older, I think the thing is, you get to a point where you're just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and people are going to get it, or they're not going to get it. People are going to hire me, or they're not going to hire me. I could care less, right? You just get to that, that spot. And then whether you get rejected or accepted, the feeling's the same, right? It's like, okay, good. That's great. You know, you, you know, so that's that. So what would you want people that listened all the way to the end of this podcast? Oh they, God. They do do it. Some of them do it. Some do it. What would you want them to take away from, from this episode? I would say donate. <laughs> Help a dog or a cat near you. Oh no, we're going to feed the cat. <laughs> What would you want them to, what would your parting gift be to them? You know, I would just say that, um, you know, I would piggyback off your point in terms of it's definitely hard 
to uh you know to be alive now yeah. uh, <laughs> because of the pressures and all those things but yeah. i would also say that there's also never been a bigger opportunity right because although you guys you know maybe had less pressure and maybe things were cheaper back then um i also believe that people live today have more opportunity than they can even imagine yeah and i think with that issue you know then it has to do with your focus distractions and so i would say like that for me is always a reminder even today sometimes i forget when i wake up of just like today i can either use my you know, phone or iPad or TV to completely just distract myself and just like escape, or I could use it to just learn and and actually do things because my parents, my grandparents, they didn't have this opportunity now, you know, and of course, everything is going to come at an opportunity cost. Um, And so that's what I would say, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know, and, and I think for me personally, uh, what's really important is that, um, you know, you have fun too. Like you experience joy. Like I loved your whole comedy and laughter thing, because I think one of the things these days is people are way too serious. Oh, Everyone's yeah. like, I, I gotta, I gotta wake up at 6am and do this morning routine and Especially, hustle and get yeah. these clients on LinkedIn yeah, and all this stuff. And it's just like, when was the last time you laughed? You know, when was the last time that you enjoyed your life? You know, Especially, I think that's so important. Especially on social media. I mean, they're just, they're just way <laughs> too serious. I mean, it's, it is that line of why so serious? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yesterday, it's funny. I yesterday I um I kind of caught myself on Twitter, and it's it can sometimes be a terrible place. I love Twitter. It's <laughs> but a I, I love Twitter. It's a bar. <laughs> hey, I love it. But but what's interesting is that I um I don't know. Someone one of my friends tweeted something, and then someone tweeted. I saw that one of the replies, and it was just like shut up. Like, it was just That's like great. I love that. <laughs> And I click on this person's profile and they were like this. I don't know what they were. They were like some political person trying to do something. And I look at all their tweet replies and it's literally, they're all just like, shut up. You suck. You're a loser. And it's just like, I'm just like trying to imagine this person just like waking up in the morning and just like taking all of their like hatred and all of their crap and just shove it in. It's hilarious. That's it. That's their thing. That's all they can. They only can wake up to be the, the clown right you know that's depressing man (laughs) but that's for that it's depressing if outside looking in but for them i mean they're living the dream right they're like oh maybe i I told mark metry to shut up today i uh, I told roger to shut up today oh good yeah have a nice day have a nice (laughs) you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like the uh like that 14 year old in class that just like can't stop like yelling intrusively and it's just like oh this is the same person who's just doing this but now they're an adult and they've That's solidified right. their and identity you, it's different by it is totally different by platform right you know i mean the <laughs> linkedin <laughs> linkedin twitter the linkedin the, the linkedin get off my lawn people this isn't facebook but look it's facebook <laughs> It is exactly Facebook, you dumb shit. LinkedIn comments are crazy. LinkedIn is Facebook. It is a dating site. You're trying to get a business. You're trying to date somebody, you goofball. <laughs> now, is it a place to hit on women? No, you stupid son no. of a bitch. But that, you, that's the same jerk that's going up to everybody in the Starbucks line saying, hey, you want to go home with me? Hey, you want to go home with me? Hey, you want to go? Those are jerks. It's not everybody. Well, good. I'm glad. The I'm comments glad. are so funny. 
I'm glad you came on the show. It was a blast. I'm, I remain a, a big fan. Of course, man. I look forward to Bobby interviewing me. Last time it was much better. Not Bobby's, <laughs> Bobby's a much better interviewer than me. Bobby, Bobby doesn't say shit. I love it. Make sure. Uh, okay. Now, I was just going to say, I hope everyone donates to the cats and dogs. That's the last thing I was going to say. Thanks, man.